And now here's our Monday feature, South Bend Stories, where we hear from area residents about the people, places, and events that have made this city what it is today. South Bend Stories is produced at the Salvation Army Croc Center Recording Studios and is a joint project with WVPE, along with SB 150, a celebration of the 150th anniversary of the city of South Bend, the Tire Rack, and the Community Foundation of St. Joseph County in partnership with the Salvation Army Croc Center. In today's South Bend story, you'll hear Franklin Schurz Jr., Chairman Emeritus of Schurz Communications, and longtime Chief Engineer Bob Bell. Bob Bell begins our show today by rattling off the historic firsts in radio and television at WSBT. I worked at WSBT Radio and Television for 39-plus years. I was one of the second people that was hired for the television. Up till that time, there had been AM and FM, but not television, but it was in the planning. We were innovators. And that started way back in in the early 20s when F.A. Miller, editor and publisher of the South Bend Tribune, began experimenting with broadcasts. Then in 1922, the Tribune applied for a license to broadcast, and they were given the call letters of WGAZ, which stood for World's Greatest Automobile Zone. And on uh, July 3rd, 1922, the first broadcast was made, and also that was the first commercial program in radio history. It was sponsored by Reese Furniture Company. In 1925, the call letters were changed to WSBT. Of course, the SBT, short for South Bend Tribune. The Tribune uh, then was looking to go into television. Perhaps you can pick it up from there. Frank, I don't want to do all the talking. No, that's okay, Bob. Actually, the uh, Tribune's first foray into television went back to 1947 when they applied for a license for Channel 1. That had been allocated to South Bend. But before the allocation could be acted upon, the government withdrew Channel 1. The uh, military wanted to at least reserve that, and the military probably the largest share of the government spectrum. So... They listened. They uh, put in an application for another channel, but swamped by too many applications for too few channels, the FCC imposed a freeze on all, and the freeze lasted until 1952, at which time the FCC had added channels 14 to 83, which was the UHF band. And the UHF band reminds me a bit of what happened with high definition. Nobody could receive the channel, so it required a brand new TV set. Now, that's a tough business hurdle to go up against. You're trying to do something (laughs) for the listener and the viewer, and they've got to go out and spend some money to receive what you're providing them. In December 21, the channel went on the air. There was a race going on of uh, channels that wanted to be first on the air. And it was won by a station in Atlantic City, New Jersey. Later on, the station in Atlantic City went out of business. Therefore, WSBT-TV is the oldest UHF station in the country. Well, the day that the television went on the air, the night, I should say, we had all been working in an effort to get the station on the air as quickly as possible. We got the transmission line put together. We put the station on the air. I was at the transmitter, as were all the engineers. We turned to the studio, and they went ahead with a news and weather forecast. And it was a great day. We all breathe a sigh of relief when you see that it works. Of course, you have a sense of elation because you're proud of it. My wife always kids me about one time. I'd worked so many hours. I was getting tired. So one night, I got up to go to the bathroom. She heard a thud. She came running. Here I'd fallen asleep and fell down in the bathroom. I was that tired. Maybe that's not a very good way to uh, describe the effort that went into getting the station on the air, but it's indicative of the devotion to get on the air and make a success of it. And uh, there were a lot of firsts in WSBT. In 1937 was the first station to broadcast a 
college track meet. Uh, the first color program ever telecast in the state of Indiana came from WSBT-TV. The Rose Bowl Parade of 1954. Michiana's first local color film, color tape, and live color cameras were installed by WSBT. They did the first weather radar, and they were the first with many cams. That march has continued through high definition. We figure about every year there's going to be something major which will again improve the sound, the signal, and the quality of the television signal. And there's a lot of gray hairs in our heads because of those innovations. <laughs> so in um, 2007, I went back out to the transmitter where I had started and helped with a changeover of the tower and antenna, the transmission lines and so forth for HDTV. I was there for three and a half months and enjoyed that very much getting back into harness. But um, it's been a good run, Frank. Well, you've certainly done a marvelous job, Bob, as, as always. And uh, it's interesting you mentioned coming back for three and a half months. But I'm sure you timed it so it wasn't going to be a whole lot more than that. <laughs> I'm enjoying retirement. <laughs> yeah, good. That was Franklin Schurz, Jr., Chairman Emeritus of Schurz Communications, and longtime Chief Engineer Bob Bell. Next week, you'll hear more from Frank Schurz and Bob Bell as they share some personal stories and their memories of the biggest moments in history. Southland Stories is heard every Monday morning at 7.45 a.m. during Morning Edition and again at a little past 12.30 p.m. on Here and Now. If you would like to share your Southland story, visit the website, mycroc.org.